This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Odyssey in Sports Radio 94 WIP. Very few days we get as Philadelphia sports fans where we wake up in the morning and can even say today has the chance to be a magical day. And we woke up this morning saying today is the chance to be a magical day. And I think some of us woke up saying today's going to be a magical day. And Jack Fritz, today was a magical day and you were there for it, buddy. What was it like? Your first playoff experience couldn't have been more epic like um it was amazing on the tv the crowd was unreal like i'm like i've been waiting all night to record this podcast i've never been more excited i i'm like i'm so freaking happy what a day buddy talk to me 28 years uh i've been on this earth and i love the phillies i think you know outside of family and and important things well the phillies are very important (laughs) Because I didn't want to, you know, I, I there's a lot of important things in my life. Um, you know, I don't love anything more than the Philadelphia Phillies. I I love the Phillies. I love this baseball team. I love this city. I love that ballpark. And for 11 years, we have waited to get back to that. And we have yearned, like James, like we have... <laughs> absolutely yearned to know what that would feel like again and for for me and and it's not even me it's 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 Dave Shaw we talked to yesterday but also dude like there was so many kids there today that were like 25 and younger who like it was I would say most of the fan, most of the people there today James were 25 and younger wow. or like 30 and under there were so many kids there because they have heard about how magical it is when that place gets rocking and I haven't felt that, you know, like we were there for Schwarber's home run on opening day. Like we, we, opening days the last couple of years have been really, really fun. But that today was 11 years of pent up excitement and yearning for Phillies baseball. This is a damn good baseball town. This is an unbelievable baseball town. We just had to have a team that to, to, to believe in. And this team is just making us believers. Today is one of the best days of my life. That was easily the best <laughs> sporting event I've ever been to in my entire life. Like, not even close. Had, like, can't think of anything that would even come to co- close to comparison. It doesn't matter. That was the greatest sporting event of my life. And, like, the emotion in the stadium, hanging on every pitch. Like, I wasn't even using rally towels for the first, like, three innings. I was just I was just nervously clenching it and having it over my head. And and when when Stott has that at bat. Oh, and, buddy. Epic. Oh Epic. I mean, it's the Myers at bat all over. Yeah, again. that was my exact thought. Was it was the Myers thought. at bat, and it was, and I mean, funny enough, I mean, Myers was the nine hole hitter, and so was Bryson Stott. So, um, and it, a rookie in that spot, like I know he's going up against a rookie too, but like, man, like, to, for a rookie to have that kind of a bat in a postseason moment like that in front of a rabid crowd like that, like, I mean, he's a dude, man. Like Bryson Stott's here to stay. Like, I'm, I'm so excited. He's a Philly. Me too, and and from and then Marsh going first to third on the on the pa- on the uh, throw over was incredible. The crowd, like when you talk about smart sports fans, and you talk about the best sports fans, and you talk about passionate sports fans, like sensing in that moment, you could sense in the ballpark. I didn't care that it was the third inning or fourth inning or whatever. Like that was a 
pivotal moment in that game. And the crowd just started rising. Like you started, the, the rally tower started going a little bit. Bryson kept working the at bat. There started to be like louder, Spencer, Spencer. Like there's just louder and louder. And they broke through. And for as much as like, you know, the, the Philly fan base gets crushed. Like, I don't think there is a better fan base in the entire country than sensing a big moment in a sporting event slash like coming up with hilarious cheers on the fly. <laughs> like, and then everyone just being on the same page, but just sensing that and just feeling that. And like when Reese hit the homer, I was like, of course he did. I know. Like, of course he hit I the know. homer because it was, it was all like turning into a crescendo and avalanche right in front of our eyes. I, it was it was it was insane. It was a freaking party. It was an absolute freaking party. And then for Brycey, I mean, shout out to Miles Nicholas. I, I, I wanna give him an MVP trophy. I really do. Like I wanna give him whatever it takes because that guy let Bryce Harper get hot, James. <laughs> and when you let Bryce Harper get hot, like <clears throat> You want to talk about the ceiling of this Phil's team? Like, you let the freaking MVP figure out how to play to hit again. Like, you let that happen. Congratulations. You let Aaron Nola turn into 18 Aaron Nola out of nowhere again. You let Jose Alvarado turn into Brad Lidge 2.0 all over again. That's just like good afternoon or good morning, good afternoon, and good night every single time he comes in. Like, this team like the, the, you're starting to see we talk about it a lot so far as postseason team of destiny vibes there are so many team of destiny vibes but you want to talk about the ceiling of this Phil's team james the ceiling of what this team can do and who they can compete against it is all thrown out the window when the best hitter in the national league gets hot and that's what bryce harper is right now because what he has done since the Nicholas Homer, Michaelis Homer, don't care, like has been <laughs> freaking absurd. Shout out to Miles Michaelis. Thank you so much for letting Bryce get hot. And thank you, honestly, for letting us shed the whole worry of Bryce in the playoffs. Like maybe maybe the moment's too big for him. Yada, yada, yada. <sighs> All right. <laughs> Back to you, buddy. Back to you in Yo, the studio. I, like that was awesome. I'm so I, like I'm so happy you got to be there, and I'm so happy Dave Shaw got to be there, and I'm so happy that you know it seems like a lot of Phillies fans who had never gotten to experience real great playoff baseball and playoff moments got to be there. And like I said, going in last night when we talked with Dave and and you leading in, like I thought it had a chance to be one of the all time great crowds. Because of the and and as we talked about, it could have gone the other way. It didn't. Couldn't have been easier and more fun. But I, you know, I thought that it had such a chance with all the pent up emotion and the you know the weight and the energy around this team and the excitement and the seventeen day road trip and the you know those guys never having seen the ballpark like that, never having known that that it could be like that. You know, with their own eyes and and Nola on the hill and like all this stuff. You know, it just. It, I'm right there with you. Like it, 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 it was one of those like magical days, and it felt like it was like meant to be today. And it's felt like that a lot with this team. You know, again, we've talked. To, how much have we talked about like the kismet of all this stuff throughout this whole thing? The, the, you know, Nola and, and Eflin closing it out. You know, both the the clincher game to get in, and then and then the clincher of the the St. Louis series. Gene Segura being the guy who waited you know thirteen hundred twenty eight games to play in the playoffs, and then comes through in the first playoff game with the biggest hit, the game winning hit, and then again today that not only is it Aaron Noel on the on the hill for the first playoff game in eleven years here, the dude who's been here since twenty fourteen, the dude who has this reputation of of blowing things and collapsing in it, and has righted the ship at the most perfect time and then gets the chance to do it in front of the home crowd and then of course after like the worst game for him maybe in his Phillies tenure considering the stakes Reese Hoskins after making that error after the the cold streak that he's had for hit it to be him for it to be him to hit the no doubt about it like you know, soul-crushing home run for the Braves, and obviously Bryce after just, you know, puts the exclamation point on it. Like, man, like, it's, again, like, it's well, early in the playoffs, them. man, and but, they, like, the they, Team of Destiny stuff is hard to, to argue with with the way this stuff is happening, man. 
And they walked Schwarber to get to him. Ah, uh, unbelievable. Like, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, it's not like Schwarber's locked in right now. The second they did that, I was like, oh, this is this is gonna come Me back too. to bite him. Me I too. was like, this is gonna this is gonna hurt. Um and like I I wanna talk about Reese <laughs> because I just I'm so I'm so happy for him. Like it's very baseball is one of those sports where it's like, I mean, it's the most hum- well besides golf, it's the most second most humbling sport out there. Where it's like once you think you figure it out, like it slaps you in the face and said, "Not so fast," you know. And yeah, Nick Castellanos, uh, his regular season can tell you about that, Jack. Yeah, but that's all a race now. Exactly. Nicky's heating up, but like Reese, in, in, for all the crap that he took. Um, for the error, and, and rightfully so. I mean, a, a major league first baseman's got to make that play, and he knows that. Um, you know, there were some boos uh, pregame, and there were some boos uh, after the first at bat. Yeah, you could hear it on TV. And I was like, come on. I, he made a bad play. I get it, but like, relax. I, I thought it was. I thought it was over the top. It was their and, first loss in the playoffs. Yes, it was and, in the moment. It was a bummer, but like, you got to get past that. And for him to, you know, first off, they walked Schwarber. And, and when he hit the homer, by the way, uh, it's early, but top five Fransky call. Of yeah, all time. so, if, so if, inside baseball, Jack played it over his microphone to me before we started the pod so that I could hear it. And I literally could not agree more. It's an unbelievable call. The emotion, the power in his voice is is. It's epic. It, it lives up to the moment that it was for Reese Hoskins to hit that moment in that spot. And and him slamming the bat down, <laughs> <laughs> which with an all-time Gronk spike, by the way. It was an Jeez. all-time spike, period, in any spot in life. That was insane. He, like, hurled it. I'm surprised the bat didn't break. It was wild. And we we need an official uh, high jump on Gene Segura. Did you see the Did you see the photo of how high he got on? Oh, that? it's unbelievable, dude! <laughs> unbelievable. Um, but you could just you could just sense the moment for him, and and having the bat spike, and hearing the emotion, and seeing how emotional he was. Like he feels, you know, this fan base, and he feels what. What I think the pressure was on him heading into that game to redeem himself totally. for what happened in 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 Atlanta, and he felt that, and I think that's special, and that's you know for as much as a, a flawed player Reese can be, like that guy cares, and that guy wants to win here, and that guy wants to bring a trophy here. He was the third guy, I guess, brought up uh, of the rebuild. Nola was here, Eflin was here. Um, but he was the cornerstone and he was the franchise and he came up and he was unbelievable in 17. And then it's been a couple years of like, is he ever going to fully put it together? Is can he play first base? Is he a DH? Which he probably is. But, um, like, can he do these things? Can, is it, can he be a consistent enough hitter? And yeah, like Reese can be frustrating at times, but I think in a moment like that, in a, in a, in a situation like that, it's like, whatever, man, that's our guy. And it's always, more special when it's a homegrown guy doing it um, because it's like, you know, he came to the minor leagues. You watch the Futures game with him, like all this stuff. And like the, the, the bat slam, the, the crowd, like it's it. It felt like the, the old it, listening to it on the radio calls. Like, I don't think I've heard Citizens Bank Park that loud. No, you know, it, it was I would say it's up there with the Victorino. Uh, yeah, Grand Slam. it was a peak. Citizens Bank Park loudest moment. Like, it's up there with any of them, I think. Yeah. And I wasn't there, but it seemed like it on TV, man. Well, I'm watching the highlight when you watch the the um, one that MLB put out where there's no announcers and just the crowd. Like, it's insane. It felt like, James, it, fe- it felt like 11 years being yeah. let out. With the one. bat throw, too. Like, the bat uh, throw felt like the bat throw of 11 years. 11 years. For us to feel ah. that again. For us to feel that again. And I keep bringing this up because I think it's important. The amount of, of kids there and the amount cool. of kids in their 20s. And all you hear from people who doubt baseball and say, oh, it's failing, whatever. All they say is like, well, who are the young kids that care about baseball? They freaking care. And, and, and all of us being able to have that moment 
and and be able to to really feel like truly feel. I mean, we can all survive the 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 Cameron Rupp, Tommy Joseph, uh, Ty Kelly, Freddie Galvis, uh, Cody Ashy. We can all survive that, and it doesn't mean anything because it's utterly pointless. And frankly, I can't believe we did it, but we did it. We did it. It's fine. It happened. But to feel real playoff baseball, real emotion, real excitement, real moments that we can just – I'm going to talk about that Hoskins home run for the rest of my life, James. No doubt. Like for the rest of my life, I'm going to tell people I was there for the Hoskins home run game. I, my, my best memory before that was like a Ryan Howard walk-off <laughs> against the Reds <laughs> in like 2009. Um, I'm just – I'm so – I'm so happy. Yeah, I'm so happy. You should be, man. And, and that's the the like we just haven't felt it for so long. That's what you know. The goal of of following a sports team is is to feel like that. We just forget it and haven't you know felt it. And it is funny that you know you talk about the twenty six and the twenty five and the twenty seven year olds going because like you know. Again, let's talk about how old I am. Like, that's how old I was when I was going to games in the 07 to 11 run, at least, you know, for parts of it. And, you know, it was the cool thing to do, man. Like, I'm telling you, I am telling you, like, 07 to 11, if someone offered you tickets, it didn't matter where you were, what you were doing, you're like, yeah, I'm going. Like, yeah, man, sure, let's go. Like, again, they had the sellout streak. Like, it was a cool, like, thing for young 20s and 30s people to do and and it's it's awesome to hear that and to your point about the Reese Homer I like again like if we could have scripted it and said hey there is going to be this epic massive home run in this game that is going to blow the game open ultimately and the, it's going to be the biggest roar we've heard at Citizens Bank Park in probably longer than 11 years let's be honest you know maybe since the freaking holiday no hitter probably since the holiday no hitter like, it's going to be the biggest roar. Like, if you could pick one Philly to hit it. Like, we would have all said, Reese. We would have all been like, yeah, our guy who's been here for the whole thing and talked about making the playoffs forever and is also a great dude on top of all of it and has never done a bad thing here and never said a bad word about us and always defended Philly fans and always gotten that they need to win for 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 them to see what we can, can bring and, and did bring clearly today. So... It was again. It was magical, man. Like it's a magical sports moment that happened today with Reese. The Harper Homer was magical too. The whole freaking thing was like a magical day after such a long wait for this fan base to get to be there and to experience that and to to erupt like that. Like it is special, man. Like today was a special day in Philadelphia sports history. Like legitimately, dude. I got choked up watching the opening like when fox came in and they showed the rally towels they i'm sorry i cursed there let me mark it i will like i'm i'm like choking up now talking about it jack just and i wasn't even there like just looking on tv and they had this shot of the the noise the crowd was making and everyone waving their rally towels and like then they were like showing like shots of different fans and everyone's going nuts and like i like was like crying like i was like welling up because it was like Man, like this is the best thing ever, and it hasn't happened so long. And, and and for them to go out and just show up, and like Bryce, dude, like to your point, like so you'll love this. I have never, ever, I've bet on many things. I, you know, you know, you're uh, more of a, a of a gambler than I, so to say. But I've never once in my life bet on a player to hit a home run. Like I've always just thought, like, what a silly bet, you know? It's it's. It's so hard to predict such a thing. And maybe if someone's on a heater, Schwarber in June, all right, I'm in on that. But I've just never felt right doing it. I bet on Bryce Harper at home run today because I was like, this dude is so ready for a CBP moment. We've talked about it since he signed here, the playoff moment. And he is a flair for the dramatic. And he is it like, you know, almost like in, enlivened by that stuff. Like you can see him react to it like, it was just to, to have the Reese Homer and then to have the Harper Homer as like the kind of piggyback exclamation point. Like it was the greatest, you know, five minutes we've had in, in forever since the holiday no hitter. And, you know, I, I it's special, man. Like it is it's a special day. And obviously, look, they have to go out tomorrow and we'll talk about that later. Um, and, and they got to win and, you know, finish this out and all that. But. 
you know, nothing can change that, that again, like I said at the top, I really believe it. You know, we don't get that many magical days as sports fans. Like we get good ones. We get fun ones. We get horrible ones a lot as fans of this team the last 11 years, but you don't get that many magical days. And between the vibe, the 11 years, Citizens Bank Park, the crowd, and then to have it play out this way with Nola crushing and the Hoskins Homer and the Harper Homer and them just pouring it on at like, man, like they don't get much better. Jack days as a Philly sports fan don't get that much better. And I'll, I'll one up you. Uh, not only did I bet on a Bryce Homer, uh, oh, buddy, but look at you, but I also bet on a Hoskins Homer. Uh, did you really? Wow. Yeah. Well done. That's like, I did. that's really impressive, man. Good work. Well, I felt, I felt good about Harper and I was uh, like, you know what? I think, I think Reese is going to do something. And I, I was, you know, semi annoyed. Although I had the whole section rooting for it. Uh, I was, I had Nola over six and a half K's uh, to finish off a parlay of Phil's minus. <laughs> By the way, you want to talk about confidence. I had the Phil's minus two and a half. Oh, like, wow. Look at you, buddy. I didn't even take run line. Like, I yeah. had such a feeling heading to that game that they were about to go nuclear. nuclear. And Oh, see, we, that's so good. It's real quick because, like, I, I said this to Emily. I've said this. Like, I've been feeling so nice. Like, I really thought they were going to win today. I woke up this morning thinking they were going to win, but I did not think it was going to be a route jack i thought it was going to be close i thought it was going to be tight like i'm impressed that you you were ready for this because i the, the route caught me by surprise well the, and the interesting part is that um we talked we talked i think last podcast and the one before about about how home teams now it feels like they get tighter um because their crowds get tighter but i think cbp was like it was such an aid to these players today and i think when you hear um, you know, the Spencer chance or the, the DUI chance at Azuna <laughs> and the mock tomahawk chop. Yeah, like phenomenal. you know, it's uh it was such an aid to those guys. And we've talked about the fans, we've talked about uh the younger people, we talked about Reese and, and him, but like you wanna talk about people that I think <laughs> we should be really happy for. It, it it's it's these players and and them they've talked a lot and they're very conscious of hearing about the 07 to 11 days and how I bet, I bet they must hear from fans all the time. Like it was unbelievable. It was incredible. It was this, it was that, it was, you know, whatever. And like Gene's been here for years. Wheeler's been here for years. Harper's been here for years. JT has been here for years. Hoskins has been here for years. Boom here for a couple years. Drafted high. Nola been here for years. Um, you know, Schwarber just got here, Castellanos got here, but like there's been a core of players that have been here forever that have heard about 07 to 11 and, oh, we need it back, we need it back, we need it back. And I'm sure there were like, I want to create my own memories. And like, I don't know how you're a player, you go out tomorrow and you don't, you're not just intoxicated with the feeling of what that ballpark was like today. It's not often that ballparks have that and i think like rob thompson who was a part of the uh was on the was a bench coach for the the 90s yankees and the early 2000s yankees and and the 09 yankees you know for him to say that that was the loudest he's ever heard a baseball park ballpark like i don't think that means nothing now i know it's a, a tad did pandering. he say that i i didn't hear that i i agree with you i don't think it means nothing i didn't like, hear that that's wild like he's, I, I was listening to Jillio on the drive home, and and that's what he's. Wow, I, I, wow, and and you know, like that's what we're talking about. How special this is, and I'm so. I'm first off, I'm happy the players got to feel it. I'm really, really happy the players got to feel it because, like, even if this season doesn't end with the World Series, which I cannot, it, I it can't be ruled out at this point. But even if it doesn't, like. It's such a motivating factor for next year. Yeah. And for this core and it's for this group. Point. I mean, they're all in their prime, James. I mean, this is their such prime. Such a good this point. There's a window, Jack. It's, it's a great point. It's a great and, point. And I, for a day like that, to feel that, to have the emotion, and to just, just act. It was like an avalanche today. It was like a freaking avalanche with the crowd reactions to everything. Whether it was Nola going one, two, three. Um, you know, whether it was some double plays that didn't get turned, but like the feeling heading into the double play was great. 
Um, you know what was a great one? Uh, uh, you know, obviously we talked about like the Homer and stuff, but when when Nola left, when they pulled Nola, the pop that he got when he walked off, like that was you hear pitchers get cheered coming off. Like I thought that was a pretty notable pitcher getting cheered coming off the field pop. Yeah, because he's been our guy again. Of course, that's my just, point. Yeah, it was it, you felt it, dude. There's just something different about about players that were drafted and come up through the system, and you see them when they first come up and make their major league debut. Like I remember where I was for for Nola's major league debut. Like I I wasn't working in radio yet. I was still in, in college. I was at a uh, I was at a wing night. Uh, <laughs> at, 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 like PJ's, love a good wing night. Ah, oh, dude, big fan of Tuesday Night Wings. Yeah, buddy. Um, and I was like, ah, no, I gotta see Noel. I gotta see Aaron Nola's first star. Like, I'm excited to see what he does. And seventh pick in the draft, guys. Come on. Yeah, and, and go, no one cared about the Phillies at that <laughs> point, obviously. But going from that to to to, to him being able to do that, so since Mike Park, like, there's something poetic, like you know, Reese coming up, and totally. like I think I think he was 0 for 13 to start his major dude, career. Dude, it's all poetic. Like that's the point. It's been unbelievable. Yeah. And just just got hot in seventeen, and and I, again I remember exactly where I was when Reese came up, and and for him to have that homer today, like I, I I'm just I'm 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 so happy. I'm 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 I I'm almost at a loss for words. <laughs> I I can't I can't believe that happened today, James. I I can't. I it's I, too good I to be true. Like I said, dude. Like again, that's like the weird thing, and it's like uh you know. There's a lot of synchronicity to it. And you keep saying Team of Destiny. And obviously, you know, we know there are a lot of games left. And, you know, this series isn't over and all that stuff. But, like, you know, I it's hard not to think about, like, we talked about all the kind of just, like, you know, weird little, you know, universe winking at you type of things as we've gone along with the Nola stuff and the Eflin stuff and the Segura stuff. And today with it, again, like you couldn't have scripted it. It's the exact guy we would have picked to have that moment is Reese Hoskins in that situation after all he's been through. Like, man, like, dude, dude. I, like, again, I'm with you. It's like speechless when you think about it. It's like this is the best sports get. This is like storylines and narratives and poetry and and magic and drama like it's freaking awesome well and it's baseball i and mean it's baseball, the best of course baseball's the best it's so like it's playoff crazy. baseball is it's the hard best. you can't i just don't think you can talk about other sports like this like this is this is what makes baseball so special to me and james as you were going on there and you were talking about team of destiny and and feeling it like has it has it totally sunk in that they're a win away from the I National know. League Championship Series. They are a win away from being one of the final four teams left in the Major League Baseball season. Like, and how and insane is that, Jack? I didn't. I didn't get to check my. Uh, I didn't get to check my my score app. What did Nimmo, Alonso, <laughs> McNeil do today? Like, can you? Dude, I heard McNeil crush it on the golf course. Dude's a really? great go- great golfer. That guy. Wow! Did uh, and what about the Grom? Is he looking for a new home somewhere else? Like, so he's probably not going to be in New I, York. I heard he's looking around for uh, businesses to open. See what I did there? Very good, very good. <laughs> what about? I'm a dad. I can make dad jokes. What about? What about? What about Pete Alonso? Is he? Is he being a dork somewhere? Yes. Is he, Yes. Is he is he ruining baseball by trying to be cool? Yeah. Um, oh, how beautiful they, is that? They they are a. They are a mere <laughs> Noah Syndergaard. So, well, sort of. I think he's only it's like go a, a Syndergaard falter is my guess, right? Yeah. Like they're going to go Syndergaard for a couple and hope falter can come in against the back of the lineup and get through like not have to face the lineup too much or something like top of the lineup too much and get through like three, maybe eight or four. Look, the they were that was the big thing about those last few runs tonight where they kept pouring it on where they didn't have to to use guys like they used Alvarado but they didn't have to use Sir Anthony they didn't have to use you know the back like Bilotti again they didn't have to use the guys you know we kind of trust a little bit more in those spots so it was good well they used Alvarado in a good spot where it's 6-1 and yeah, close it out play. go for the kill yeah and and you got to do that you got to take games when they're handed to you basically um and you just got to hope that the offense the offense can figure out jake odorizzi or jesse chavez oh my gosh like i mean odorizzi was frustrating that they kind of shut down against him um i was very glad to see them i mean dude like i i, I went out 
By the way, it, like it took me for I got I only had one beer. Like the wow, lines were so. Wow, look at you, buddy. Oh, the lines, lines that makes sense. Oh my god! Like I'm not missing. We forgot baseball. what it was like, right? It's like yeah. you never have to worry. You just walk right up normally. <laughs> well, it's funny. I sat down. I don't but, remember the last time I couldn't just walk right up at a Phillies game. It was funny. I sat down and um, this older guy came and sat next to me, and I was like, "When was the last time you were this close to a person at Citizens Bank Park?" Like that's funny because we're used to just being totally spread out. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, no, I only had like one beer because I, it, it just took forever in line. But like, I went out um, in that inning and I met up with uh, the Shire from Twitter, who is like the greatest, um, and he was like. He was like, relax, it's 6-1. And I kept like dotting over to look at the score and look at the, the TV cameras. Like, dude, it's 6-1 against the Dude, break. that's what I kept saying. It was like, we just lost the 7, almost lost the 7-1 lead three nights ago. Like, relax, all right? He was like, he's like, what do you have the over? And I was like, no, like, I, 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 need, I need to same, see this. Like, I, same. I, I could not. Um, so it, it, I, I, I needed those insurance runs just from the standpoint of I, I, I would not have handled a – tight playoff game at Citizens Bank Park very well um, because I was already just like an, an emotional wreck. Like it was so funny. Everyone around me was like standing and cheering a lot. Like I was sitting down, like staring That's at the so field. That's so funny. I, oh man, I would be the one freaking, freaking out and high-fiving everyone around us. You'd be like sitting there like, oh my God, oh my God. Well, oh my big God. moments, the, obviously the big moments, I was losing it. Um, but like, Everything in between, I was. There was a lot. Of, uh, there's nothing worse than the like, oh, get up, guy in the crowd. There's oh yeah, worse. oh yeah. <laughs> there's nothing worse. But like, I was, I, I, I needed those runs. So you know, uh, Cassidy comes through in a big spot as uh, Bryce, usual. As usual. I mean, Cassidy honestly is terrifying in like backbreaking situations. Still, even like this year, it always felt like. A runner on second base, uh, where it felt like they could capitalize. You know, they're they're looking to make a pitch, and he's gonna try to jump all over it. But even before that, like, no idea how that Bryce ball didn't get out. Like, I, th- I, I oh my god, gone. totally, totally. Like, I it, it uh, I couldn't believe it. It looked like it was gone. I mean, it it it, it felt gone off the air. Yeah, or um, off the bat, and just seeing it live. It, Boy. He's had a couple. Like he could have like that one in the the last game that he hit to like the deepest part of the ballpark in Atlanta. Like he's had a few really close almost home runs in addition well, he to a couple two in Atlanta. Hit. Yeah, he definitely should I have agree. Two in Atlanta. I agree. So, um, yeah, but getting those insurance runs, making it nine one, and then it's like, oh, you know, I I don't want to have a painful Brad Hand experience, but they're up nine one, so whatever. And uh, Connor Brockton, Connor crushed. She was good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thankfully so. It was like an easy ninth inning. Um, uh, there was still, I would still say like eighty five percent of the ballpark was completely filled at that point. You know, some it looked some, like it on TV. Honestly, it, you couldn't tell that anyone had left at the end. To be honest, it was nice. It was nice too because uh, <laughs> some Braves fans started leaving the ninth, and they were uh, of course getting mocked on their way out, which was just phenomenal. But really, I saw maybe like four Braves fans the whole That's day. Amazing that you I just mean, made my day. City was ready for it, man. The city was ready for it. Oh, my God. It's so exciting. All right. Um, we are, you know, over 30 minutes into the pod, and we've given a lot of credit to the Phillies. They deserve it. A lot of credit to the people in the ballpark. They deserve it. We have not yet given credit to either one of us or someone we're related to, so let me jump on that train. Um, Zoe literally walked downstairs right before the Reese Hoskins home run. She was wearing a Rapunzel outfit, she called it. It was like a... I don't know, like a scarf on her head, his hair, but she had a magic wand. She came down and she goes, go Phillies. And Hoskins hit the home run. I'm not kidding. I want to say like five seconds later. And she stayed That's down cool. here through the six runs and then left. I'm just telling you, it was pretty nuts. And the cutest thing ever, I was like, Zoe, you can't, like she had to like go to bed and start getting And I was like, Zoe, we might need you again. She's like, it's okay. Come get me if you need me. So it was, it was good. It was a good wow. moment. Yeah, wow. it was good. So again, I'm telling you, they've never, uh, you know, never not made the playoffs in a year that Zoe's going to a Phillies game. I'm just saying it. It's just a fact. I mean, the, I mean, the the come get me if you need me is such a it's such a cocky move. It was great. Something. It was like her get me to the plate boys moment. You know, I mean, that really that's what I was thinking of. I was like, all right, all right, big dog. Don't worry. I mean, was there a little part of you like you? 
are you yeah. serious right now? Yeah. Well, she always like let's she messes with me all the time. She's definitely got like a uh, a bit of a uh, a cocky streak to her for sure. Love yeah. to hear that. Yeah, it's good. You would appreciate it. That. She's got a little Jack Fritz in her in that way. You could say that. Good. Yeah. Speaking of cocky, <laughs> yes. Um, when I was talking to my guy Dave Dombrowski before the game, oh um, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, actually. Um, b- believe me, Ike said hi, and Ike was like forcing my me to say hi to him <laughs> because because he knew like I was terrified to say hi. Of to course, him. yes. Um, but yeah, me and Dave talked before game three, so that's obviously a good luck charm. Also, talked to my good close friend Shane Victorino. Oh my god, so, you were just all over it today. <laughs> so. Um. Yeah, just a big magical day, and it, dude, it was so funny being in that booth because, like, people like I felt like I was a hamster, like you know, like there's a couple of stuff start pounding on the glass. It's like we're not a hockey. Pl- oh, I glass. know, I know, I've been in there before. It's, it's a, so it's funny. A, but it must have been like a spat. That's a great point because I've been in there, and you always feel like that. I, I always think of it as like a fishbowl. Like, you know, or like, a you know, whatever, where, you know, you're like fish in there and people are coming up and poking on the glass and looking at you at aquarium or something. But um, but with that many people there, that must have been a little surreal because it's really weird being in that little box and it's like soundproof and you can't hear anyone. But there are just tons of people out there like staring right at you is like super weird. Well, and I love everyone that came up and said hi. Uh, and, and by the way, like could not be more overwhelmed slash like just humbled like it just it was like every time i went to the bathroom every time i went out like there were people asking for pictures like saying how much they love the podcast how much like the the podcast means to them and they a lot of people were coming up to the the booth and doing it which was hilarious uh i couldn't hear you obviously from outside uh because we were on the air slash in the booth so um if you were saying something i hope it was positive and uh of course appreciate (laughs) it um but like it's it's so it's amazing how many you know we love our listeners and we we love the people that listen to this podcast and for as much as we talk about you know uh, like how happy we are like we're just as happy for you oh my god like yes like this is this is one big family here. we're happy for us that's what i always say we're happy for us like this community jack me and you guys like that's what i care about I'm just I'm happy that that you, we as a as a community and as a people were able to to feel that again today and we like we no longer feel like crazy people just talking about ten years ago about how <laughs> amazing and how special it was like we were able to feel it today and, and it it made it all worth it like that's what you know it was the greatest sporting event I've ever been to it was the happiest I've ever been at a sporting event and. It, like this last 11 years has been absolutely painful and dreadful, but like that going through that is what made today so special and made the the vibe and the energy and the crowd. Like that's what made today so special was everything we've been through and like winning championships are boring. I've said that a lot. <laughs> you <laughs> actually do say that all the time. Being able to go through the struggle and watch the rebuild and, and see it come to fruition, even though like they didn't get here in the most conventional way um, <laughs> at all, actually. Um, but they're here. They're good. They're playing with so much confidence. That ballpark is insane again. Insane again. They're a team you don't want to mess with. The best hitter in the National League is hot again. You have Wheeler and Nola 1-2. It is the wrong time to play the Phillies. That is what I believe. It is the wrong time to play the Phillies. Oh, by the way, our silver slugger right fielder just figured out how to hit again. Oh, buddy. Heading into the, heading into the postseason. So Never doubted him. We have Nick Cassianos back. Schwartz hasn't even figured it out yet. Hoskins is turning a corner. Harper is red hot. JT's fine. Uh, Baum is good. Stoddard's putting the other great at bats again. Gene's gonna come through when you need him. Marcy's here. Um, you don't want to play the Phils right now, man. You do not want to play the Philadelphia Phillies right now. Yeah, Aaron Nola forgot to mention that guy who's yet to give up a run in a big game in October ever. 
So I'm just saying an uh, an earned earn, run. An earn run. run. Yes, thank you. Correct. Yes, an earned run. Let's <laughs> let's. Oh man, that was. I honestly, I can't. I'm sure I've seen it before. I can't remember a first baseman not catching that. Like, it's just so weird. You never see a guy not catch the throw like that. Like, like you know, obviously in the dirt, a pickup, whatever. It's so rare that a guy drops one of those. But you know. Thank God it didn't end up mattering in any, uh, you know, meaningful or substantive way. A couple other things I wanted to to, uh, throw out there. Um, One other thing that made it so much more meaningful, too, you know, is that they did it against the Braves. I freaking hate the Braves, Jack. Was there? There was no other thought that I had more in the first two innings, you know, other than the crowd and the excitement and Noel looking good and all that. Was how absurdly good Spencer Strider is and thank God he's hurt and they left him in too long and it worked out and it's great. But like, like how annoying is it that they just bring this, this bleep hat. I was going to curse up and they bring up Michael Harris. Who's like 2020 as a rookie. Like, like I'm just, I hate them. I hate them. I hate their stupid tomahawk chop. It was, you know, I, I don't, I, I hate it so much. I, I enjoyed the mock. I even enjoyed the mock. I didn't even want us to do it. I enjoy it as happening. I hate it so much. I hate everything about them. I hate seeing Alex Anthopoulos in when they show him in the broadcast and being like, well, yeah, that guy's the freaking best GM in baseball right now, like on a heater. Like, I hate it all. I hate that they put guns to their players' heads to sign contracts. Like, I hate them, Jack. And to get to do it against them and see their freaking, you know, disappointed faces and seeing them, like, totally out of it by the end and just ready to go home and play tomorrow, like... That did add to it for me. It definitely, like, if it was 5%, I don't know, 8%, I don't know, but it definitely made it a certain percent better. Well, it just means way more, you know? It just means, like, if that's if that's the Padres, if that's whoever from the, the Central, it's like, yeah, this is great, whatever. But we know these players, James. Like, we know these guys. And 19 yeah. times we played them this year. 19. And all you hear about is, oh, I wish we were like the Braves and – Oh, look at all these young talent they bring up. And look at this. Look at that. And I know they won the World Series last year, and obviously that's incredible, whatever. And, yeah, we, I would die, <laughs> again, having the, the Braves. It's unbelievable. I mean, they're they're a model franchise yeah. at this point. The mo- right it. now, if you could pick yeah. any franchise that you would want to be. Although, you know, you know, it's I a- mean, they, they are starting, like, or they're playing like Orlando Arcia. And, no, know, I know. I'm talking more just scrubs. from a, a sweet, like we've always talked about that. We've always had the Rays, right, as our gold standard of the most would last and all that. And they still are amazing. Look in the playoffs again this year, like they lost. But, like, you know, every year in it. Um, but I think right now you'd have to say, like, the quote-unquote smartest baseball team, at least in terms of results over the last few years and, and what it looks like they have moving forward for the price they have, it is the Braves. It is what it is. We beat them today. That's the beautiful thing. Yeah, listen. Daddy's home. Um, listen, a cute little Brave story we just had there. Uh, I would like to erase the last four minutes of podcasting history because I don't give a damn. Because they got, first off, they got smoked in game one. I don't care that it ended up being 7-6. They got lucky in game two. And they got their doors blown off today Love it. by Love the it. Phils. Love so, it. like, they did. You, could take, you could take your little small market, you know, deals that you get to sign these guys to, which, again, I don't know how it's possible, but whatever. <laughs> Honestly, I should, really think they, like, drug them or put gun. I don't know what it is. Like, it's It should be crazy. investigated. They, they should, should. Investigate the Braves. They, they investigate might be, the like, Braves. it's crazy. I bet you they're giving like stock to something under the table or something. There's no way they're just signing these contracts. It's crazy. Acuna fired his agent. He was like, "What were you doing? What happened?" I had, I had no idea. Uh, but uh, full disclosure, trust tree uh, would never lie to the high hopes listeners. Um, the first two innings of Spencer Strider were absolutely terrifying, dude. I I <laughs> I, I, like... I, I f- again full disclosure we never lied to the Hopes listeners. I texted Jack. This dude's gonna win a Cy Young or multiple Cy Youngs in his career. He's amazing. And it's like insulting too because he threw like eighty eight to ninety at at Clemson, and now he's like ninety eight with a hammer slider. <laughs> like he, he's a two pitch pitcher. Like he's a two pitch pitcher that is just like dominating teams. Twelve. Um and like. The best hitters in the sport can't catch up to his fastball. It's insane. Um, he does good. look like Absolutely. he has clown shoes, though, right? Do you notice that? I don't know if you can see it at the game, but like on TV, it looked like his his 
red cleats, like three times too big for his feet. It looked like he was wearing clown shoes. For what it's worth, I don't know, but I mean, his thighs are just massive. Yeah, I mean, just you love a good, legs. you love a good thigh, a good calf. That's 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 where your bread is buttered. Well, as a as a fellow <laughs> as a fellow lower halfsman, yes, um, yes. I appreciate a good lower half. You do, um, you do. And listen, uh, the first two things were absolutely terrifying, but then then being able to get to him and the the marsh walk into the marsh first a third into the start at bat it was like doing it against spencer strider who had just eaten our lunch and taken our lunch money uh for i mean i think he had what like a one three ra against the Philly yeah four no like, two like just unstoppable yeah <laughs> an insane insane year but and yeah, those first but, two innings we felt it like i that i knew he wasn't gonna be in the game long but like that was among the most helpless I've ever felt against a pitcher in the postseason for two innings. Like, he looked unhittable. Yes, but Phil showed up. And, yeah, buddy. you know, being able to do it against the Braves and hopefully finishing the, this out against the Braves, like, it always means more. It just – it always means more being able to do it against a rival. And 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 because you, you face him 19 times during the regular season – you have to hear all all offseason, oh, World Series this, World Series that. Like, you get a possible chance at a closeout game at Citizens Bank Park tomorrow and send this freaking city into an absolute frenzy with Noah Syndergaard on the mound. But <laughs> you get a send. Just score runs. Score runs. It did seem like runs. they – I know they played bad teams, but it seemed like they scored a lot of runs for Syndergaard this year, anecdotally. They did. They did. Um now the one thing I would like to make a, a an official statement. Ooh, Lo- and and I love us, right? I love our people. Yes, we're starting to get a little too cocky about Charlie Morton, you know. Oh, and dude, I'm not at all. For what it's worth, I'm not at all. That dude has had way too many. Pe- I didn't know people were doing that. That dude's had so many big games. Like, why would anyone think that he couldn't come out and just dominate tomorrow? I am the official abs position. You're right, Jack. Like, let's shut this down immediately. Charlie Morton's good. I trust him way more than Noah Syndergaard in a freaking playoff game. Right? Well, especially in a game like this. I mean, yeah, right. Guy- you would take, like, obviously, you know, we're, you know, you would take Morton of the two tomorrow if you had to choose one to pitch your. Yeah, of course. Percent. Of course. Obviously, I hope this comes back to bite us, but um, yeah, I just, I, I just feel like there's been a lot of like, ah, they've owned Morton this year, whatever. Like, you could do whatever against Morton in the regular season you want, but that guy's been the best big game pitcher in the sport for a, a good little bit here, um, and a guy that you want out there in big moments. Never the ace, never the 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 big name, but felt feels like he always comes through when he, when they need him. So. Um, I don't want a lot of overconfidence heading into tomorrow. Like it's going to be tough. Um, the, the the fills, I think they're going to go center guard, falter, and then hope they have a lead and and you know go through the rest of their bullpen. But man, uh, Charlie Morton in a in a big game on the road, a place a, a team that it feels like he's dominated against a lot, uh, a place where where he tore his hamstring. Um, you know, it, there's a lot of rotting on tomorrow. But I am. Uh, I'm happy it's obviously more known for like Freed or um, Strider if he's fully healthy. Um, but I'm not like ecstatic that they're facing Charlie Morton tomorrow. Yeah, I feel the exact same way. All right, uh, last couple things for me. And if you have anything else, quickly shout out to Darren in South Philly. He FaceTimed me during the Hoskins home run, and it was cool for me because I didn't get to go to the game, and he was like panning the camera around, and it was like, it was neat to feel like I was there for a moment. So shout out to our buddy Darren in South Philly. That was very cool. Um, quick one here. Uh, I, I don't think we talked, and I know he dropped the ball late, and I had it in my notes, and I'm going to say it because it's still true. I know he dropped the ball later, but I feel like Brandon Marsh doesn't get enough credit for how amazing he is at reading the ball off the bat. Like, I feel like he, he doesn't really have to make tough plays, like, almost ever because he's just always there like the ball will be hit off the bat i'll be like oh that's a tough one and then the camera will pan him in center field it's like he's just like he's there he's like there i i I feel like he does not he he does not make flashy plays but the amount of ground he covers effectively i think is really impressive jack yeah i love him like i the the at bat or the, the you know the hitting whatever the hitting aside like just being able to go to bed and wake up in the morning and not have to worry about center field is such a positive. 
Like, he can just go out there. He roams it really well. I mean, even the ball he dropped, like, it was a tough play at the wall where I think he was shaded to the opposite side of the field, so he had a long way to go to get there. Um, like, there's been so many – like, we have so much trauma when it comes to watching center field here that, like, I I, I see these bat, these balls off the bat, and I'm like, so oh, that's I couldn't agree a- more, dude. I couldn't agree more. That's gonna find more. a way. To, that's gonna find a way to get in, and it's like, oh no, Marsh. Oh, there. that one's Marsh going over Oduble's head. Yep. No, Marsh is there. Um, oh, it's even such Beerling, a good way to Beerling. put it, Jack. That was such a good way to put it, man. It's like the the instinct when the ball is hit is like, oh, this is trouble. That's it's such a good way to put it. Well, I mean, like the even the play to end the um the regular season or to, to clinch the playoffs. Yeah, play. yeah. I was like, oh, that's in. <laughs> Totally. Like, no, no, there's Marsh. So the Veerling uh, catching game one against the Braves. I was like, oh, that's definitely dropping. That's a double. And he like got there, you know? It, yeah. I'm with you. Both these guys. It's, it's been do. wild. Yeah. It's, it's nice. been nice. It's nice. Yeah. It's really freaking nice, man. We were the whole like, oh, who cares about defense? They're going to, they're going to crush. And then as soon as we got like a month this season, we're like, oh yeah, defense is pretty dope. Let's get defense again. Well, and, and, and Nebraska also noticed that too. Yeah, obviously. What, that's why Edmundo Sosa and Brandon Marsh and all these guys are. Yep. I tell you what, there was no more calming feeling in my, like, again, I think in my entire life, um, especially at a sporting event and especially at a big game like that. There was no more calming feeling in my entire life than in the eighth and ninth inning, sitting there in my seat, and I looked around and I saw JT Real Muto at catcher. I saw Edmundo Sosa at third. Yeah, dude. I yeah. saw Bryson Stott at shortstop. Yeah, I saw Fearling Jason Lord at second. <laughs> I saw Hoskins at first. I saw Dalton Guthrie in right field. Fearling and left, yep. <laughs> I saw Brandon Marsh in center, and I saw Matt Beerling in left field. Oh, I was like, wow, this is reassuring. That's like the best defensive lineup they've had in a decade, maybe. Uh, I would say not even close. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it was. it was – I was like, this is a weird feeling. I, I was like, well, I hope they don't come back and tie it up because I don't know how they're going to hit. Yeah, but, right. <laughs> but I don't think a ball's, you know, landing anywhere uh, with these uh, human vacuums out there. Oh, my God. It's amazing. And and credit to Dombrowski for making those moves on the fly. And, you know, the, the you know, we the Marsh trade, you know, we, you know, once we looked into it and figured out like, oh, you know, undervalued asset and a bad franchise, bad at developing, this makes sense, is a smart move. But at first, it was like, you're trading Ohapi for who? And, you know, they had Mundo Sosa trade. Even with that one, at first, people were like, why? You have Camargo. You got Maytani, all these guys. Like, and, 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 and Dude was right. Dave was right. You know, like, these are winning baseball players. These are players who make a difference. These are players who help you in postseason games. And, uh, and that's been, like, really awesome. Last thing for me, and I don't know if anyone else knows it, just a funny thought that we know that Reese Hos- that uh, Reese Hoskins has the slowest home run trot of all time. There's a chance his homer trot tonight is the fastest. It's probably not. There have been faster, but he freaking booked it. For Reese, it was almost like the fastest I've seen him run. Like, it was so funny, the energy and the excitement. You could tell he sprinted around the bases, and it was just a funny thought to see him kind of sprinting around after the history, you know? Yeah, and, and it was funny because I, I actually thought that in the moment. Did you really? Was, oh, that makes me so well, happy because I didn't know if I was crazy or not thinking Well, it, no, but... I, what I was thinking about was, you know, you know, obviously I was, like, jumping around and, and hugging everyone around me. And then I lo- and in the process, I looked over and I was like, is he milking it or is he, is he like, sprinting? And he was, like, sprinting. And I was like, oh, my God, that's incredible. And then, like. He got so high and banged his, uh, you know, elbow against whoever. I think Bryce. Um, And, like, (laughs) he just – he let out so much emotion with that play of I don't give a bleep that I made an error error in Atlanta. Like, take this. We don't either, buddy. (laughs) We're good. No, he's, I think he made up for it. I think he made up yeah. for it with that homer. Though. And shout out to you and, and particularly Dave Shaw last night, like fervently, whether whether uh, uh, truly true belief or hope. And look, this is the I Hope's podcast, you know, thinking that Reese was going to have his playoff moment and he, like, he had his playoff moment and more like what a what a magical one. And, and now they have a chance tomorrow to close it out. And um, uh, one thing, you know, we should mention, speaking of tomorrow, 
check out your boys on WIP tomorrow. So the post game for tomorrow's game is going to be a little different than our normal one because it's going to be me and Jack on WIP doing the post game show after the game. Um, and like, we can't wait. I, I think it's such a cool opportunity for us. You know, Jack and I obviously is, you know, these, you know, insane disease Phillies fans to get to host the, the post game show on the station. The game is on after, um, I know I'm speaking for Jack, but for us, it, like Jack mentioned being humbled before, it's like a humble, uh, humbling kind of thing. And like, for us, it's like, we're so excited. So call us, we'll be taking calls. Like we will be on the air after the game tomorrow at some point after the like local post game, you know, the Phillies post game will be on, we'll be taking calls. There's nothing we want more than hearing from you, the high hopes people, the only Phillies fans we care about, the Phillies fans we love. And, um, so if you want a little more, and obviously we're going to put in the feed, you'll get the post-game show, but it will be on WIP, and uh, and you can call us. So um, well, it'll be awesome. And if you're still at the ballpark, and hopefully it's a win, hopefully it's it's pure jubilation, um, but you can come over and we'll be in our fishbowl. We uh, think, like, we hope, right? Like, it's not hopefully. locked in. We might be at the studio. We might be at the fishbowl. We'll see. If we're at the fishbowl, like, check, see if we are. Because if we are, and we'll tweet, Jack will tweet. Um, it's not locked in. Hopefully we're going to be there. Hopefully. It's right outside, like, 123 um, on the main concourse. So if we're there, come by and say hi. It's a lot of fun. Um, all right. Two things. Two things. Do you want the positive or do you want the negative? Go negative first so we end with the positive. Okay. Uh, the negative is that the red rally towels do not hit the same as the white rally towels. Yeah. You can just admit that I was right. And now, I, well, I knew you were. I wasn't fighting you on it, but, you know, I, I was just trying to get you to accept – you know, except the things you can't control, Jack. That's the uh, serenity prayer. People know that. It's a thing. Um, you know, except the things you can't control, you know, and, and you, you couldn't control it. And I didn't want you to be like you were bummed about it. It was like affecting your excitement level for stuff. You're like, you know, it's it mattered. And I was like, Jack, it's happening. It's over. Like, just accept it. That was more my point, Jack. But I agree I know, with you. Watching it, it that I there's no quiet. Like, it was awesome. And I, I told you I got choked up when I saw them. Like, I agree. I, I'm not fighting you on it. I just couldn't help but think, how much better would this be if there was white rally towels? <laughs> like, I just, I'm not lying. Jack, let, Jack, let me tell you how much. An infinitesimal amount better. I, I don't think it would make a big difference, but I get does, it. Does that mean smaller? Yes, a small amount better, but not. I don't think so. I, I really don't. <laughs> I think it would have made a, a finite sense. <laughs> that is not, no, 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 no. Nope. Definitely not. 215. Um, yeah, by the way, 215-592-9494 tomorrow yes. after the game. Call us. Yes. And the positive, James. And let me tell you something. Um, I, I I feel like this is a, a monumental statement in this podcast. Wow. And especially a monumental statement from me. Um, because... I am one. I am. I am in. I, I am one that likes to gatekeep uh, <laughs> fans. <laughs> yes, you are. And I'm someone truth, that truth. Like, like, uh, yeah, I just. I don't. I don't. I this don't is not news to anyone here. Yes. <laughs> when they were up six-one, and Eagles chants started breaking out, I joined in. Wow! Yes. Oh my goodness! Because was it was jovial, right? It's like not yes, like because yes, it's yes. like usually, and I like the usual, and I you know me, I've had a softer stance on it than you. Like it's not like I love it, but like, but it's usually a mocking thing. It's usually because the Phillies are losing so bad, or it's a depressing game, or it's boring. You know, a slow game that no one's into or whatever. That's when it happens. You know, in this case where it's it's almost like a. Like an a victory chant in a way, like an extra add-on to it. I, I I get that. I that actually makes a lot of sense to me, Jack. And yeah, like they're up six one. They showed Sirianni, which is funny. Yeah, and how he was there too. Like we should have known. Dude, it, we should have known. We it, how he was in the building. They were gonna win. I mean, dude's on a heater. You want, he, he we found out today that Howie's heater cancels out Alexandopoulos's heater. The funniest part about Howie was like. I was watching him, 
and they like kept panning in on him. <laughs> and I was like, is he about to start like tearing up? Like it's it. o- it's almost like he felt the the emotion of Philadelphia and like sports fans and like they're going to use that as motivation and and whatnot. Well, it's like so, you talk you um, literally just brought this up on the last pod with the 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 Eagles game and the Phillies chance and how you thought that was like a turning point. Like dude, I, I it's it, I love the the inter-team love and the Philly love and the us against the world and us all banding together and supporting each other and supporting the teams we love. Like, we might love certain teams other than other, more than others or certain sports more than others, but ultimately, like, I want the Eagles to win. I want the Sixers to win. I want the Flyers to win, and I obviously desperately want the Phillies to win. So, like, I like it when everyone is, like, pulling for each other, especially when things are good, you know? Yep, so as we're walking out of the ballpark, oh, by the way, uh, they did play Dancing on My Own at the end. And it was, they actually, they played it before High Hopes, which I thought was a bold. Wow, uh, that like is a, like a, a yeah. very bold move. But it was cool, man. Like, it wasn't exactly as I thought it was going to be. Um, but it was well, still it's better like, like in an in-between inning when the game's happening and everyone's singing it loud and there's a, like well, that. If it was at the end and everyone sang it loud, it could work too. But you know, well, it didn't. I, it was almost like too. It was almost like too slow after the game. Like I, producer Jack talking here. Uh, I would have played it earlier when there's more people still in their seats. Like it wasn't like a exactly because people are leaving and they don't know what's happening. Like it needs to be something where like. It's not like Sweet Caroline in Boston where people know what's going to happen at that time or whatever. You know, it's like or the, you know, take me out to the ball game and at the Cubs where, you know, the seventh inning stretch, this is going to happen. Like no one knows when or if it's going to happen. And the game ends. People leave like no one's expecting to be like, all right, guys, let's sing dancing on my own now. You know, no one knows. But I will say, I think today uh, created the opportunity for people to stay like remember. Again, what made the Cubs run so cool in like 16, 15, 16, whatever it was, go Cubs, go. And like you knew yeah, if you totally. stayed long enough that you would sit there and the whole the whole crowd would start singing go Cubs. It's a great Cubs, song, go. too. Oh, it's great. Hey, yeah, Chicago, what do you oh, say? So Cubs are going to win today. Yeah, you I won't get find oh, someone, It's so good. It's okay. You won't find someone more jealous. I'm Jack. We're right yes. there. This is the official high ups position is we are incredibly jealous of go Cubs, go. That song kicks ass. Uh, 100%. Um, but there was like a lot of potential for it. They going to run here. Cause there was literally like, there was a lot of the crowd. Like when the, when the Ooh parts came in, like the crowd would start doing nice. ooh, like, and it, and it felt like a bit of a moment. So I think it's hopefully this, this thing continues here. Um, you know, that the song gets bigger and it becomes more of a thing and, um, you know, it, it's special. So, you know, uh, the game ended, I sang along to it. I sang high hopes. People are singing high hopes, leaving the ballpark. Uh, that makes um, my heart happy, buddy. And so there's some like, you know, you know, Eagles chants. I joined in. It was great. Um, and man, tomorrow we get to do this whole thing again tomorrow. I'm so, so excited, dude. I'm so yes. excited. Uh, it's yes. going to be awesome. And we're going to be on WIP after doing a post game show. And, you know, hopefully they can go out and carry on the vibes from today and, and just end this thing and let us have Sunday off. And, um, man, it's, it's really exciting. Today was a special, special day. And again, I'm, I'm so happy you got to be there, dude. Like as again, you know, one of, you know, I tried to say last night and then you just said Dave Shaw was bigger, but you know, whatever, as one of the most intense, most insanely sick diehard Phillies fans that I have ever known who has never been to a playoff game for you to get to experience that like i don't know i like you know i love you you're one of my best friends you know i'm i'm just really happy man i'm happy for you and i'm happy for all the other people who finally got that experience and and obviously the people who waited years for it and you know the like we always talk about going in the the people who maybe were 28 last time around and they got to bring their nine-year-old or whatever this time or this or that or whatever there i'm sure there's so many special familial generational you know awesome beautiful things that got to happen today but um i'm just really happy for for people got to experience that for the first time because it's 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 what makes baseball special and and it's it's what makes philadelphia special and when you combine those two things like that's what we've always wanted that's the whole ethos of this podcast is you know special baseball moments in philadelphia that's all we ever want and um Today was the most we've ever gotten of it in the history of this podcast, Jack.
freaking percent. Um, and tomorrow, I mean, do we have permission to go on the clubhouse and sing along with them? If I they, mean, uh, I feel like clinch? we yeah. should be able to, right? I mean, we're on the pep rally bus. We have, uh, you know, many examples of, of why we're, you know, at least partially responsible for this. Like, you know, just saying. I agree. So maybe we'll do the post game show tomorrow. Maybe not. Maybe we'll be in the clubhouse uh, celebrating live with the Phillies. Drinking you know. some Miller Lights. Yes, with the without crew. Shout with out Alec to Miller Boehm. Light. I love it. Let's go. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Um, I can't believe we've been over an hour. We should probably get this out to the people, but whatever. It's been an absolutely uh, joyous, joyous occasion, a joyous day, a joyous podcast, a joyous life. Honestly, just enjoy it. Uh, it's just, uh, just this is like such a happy time right now. It's just. It's such a happy time, um, and I'm probably gonna watch the Fransky uh, call of the Reese Homer a million times. I don't, I don't know if I ever want to stop, frankly. Fritz, I love you, buddy. I love tonight. I love the Phillies. I love every single person who listens to this podcast and make this a community. And tomorrow, let's go out and do this again and clinch this thing. Ah, buddy, I'm mm. like, he's Fritz from Seltzer.